and we are live. Welcome to the Redbird Red Zone podcast. My name is Will, and this is the 50th fucking episode of this great show. How are y'all doing tonight? I've got two fantabulous co-hosts with me in the saddle for what should be another great episode of the Redbird Red Zone podcast. Um, why don't you two introduce yourselves? Yo, yo, it's Mac. Um, I guess I don't really need to share my Twitter since we're on Twitter right now, but thank you all for joining. And thank you all for who joined us draft night for uh, our Twitter spaces. We appreciate that. And it's Jackie. I don't need to share my Twitter either. The toe sucking queen. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. We are here on Twitter spaces because we cannot for the life of us figure out how to uh, get the audio working on anything else. And we are here to discuss the Arizona Cardinals and everything we've missed since the Kyler Murray drama, which has been a lot and not very much at the same time. But uh, yeah, we're, we're just going to jump right into it. So first things first, the biggest thing that's happened since we uh, last recorded an actual Honest to God episode was the NFL draft. The Arizona Cardinals had a pretty decent draft, and in the first round, they made a big move trading for Hollywood Marquise Brown. Now, guys, there's two reactions I think we need to talk about for this. What was your reaction to this the night of the draft and the reaction to this after the DeAndre Hopkins uh, suspension? Yeah, I mean, I think we were all pretty hyped about it. I mean, he's an upgrade over Christian Kirk, let's say that. And then on the outside, he's an upgrade over A.J. Green. That should move A.J. Green once D-Hop gets back to basically wide receiver four. Uh, and, I mean, it, it's a move that had it been done. It was it was a necessity, especially after finding out D-Hop will be gone the first six games. Yeah, you know, it's he wasn't somebody that was on my radar. Um, and when you think of like trading your first round picks, you think of like a big blockbuster move, but logistically on paper, like it's, it's an awesome move. You, you know what you're getting. You're getting a solid number two. He's the guy that's had to be a number one that has done okay being a number one, but he's got a better uh, passer in Kyler Murray and that's his teammate. So I think he's, he's going to thrive here for sure. He's got definitely a better deep passer as well. That's a big thing. Lamar's not known for this deep ball. Um, yeah. accuracy as as much as Kyler is. I mean, I think once again, this is two years in a row where Kyler's graded out as a, the best deep ball passer in the league. Um, and and so it, it should go a long way. I mean, Marquise Brown teaming up with an old college teammate, them getting back together. So um, hopefully it clicks from week one. We'll just have to wait and see. I got to say, I really like the move. I think that I think that what Marquise Brown brings to the table for this team is something we haven't had in a hot minute. And that is a, a speedy guy who can catch. Don't get, don't get that fucking reputation twisted just because he had a few drops. He is a solid receiver. And I think what that the chemistry he brings to the locker room immediately is a big up. I do wish that we had Hopkins right off the bat. So we could establish that, you know, that dynamic sooner. But I think it will be a wonder, a wonder to see come week seven when he's uh, he and Hopkins tear up that Saints defense. It'll be a wonder oh, to yes. see what they can do. Oh yeah, I'm already nutting my pants just thinking about it. Oh yeah, hello. <laughs> but yeah, that was the uh, that was the big move for the Arizona Cardinals in the draft. Um, we we had some other draftees that uh, we uh, 
we got. I'm gonna list them off here real quick, and you get you guys can tell me what you think. Okay. Uh, second round, we drafted Trey McBride, uh, so, tight end out of Colorado State. So let me just start because I know Mac will have more positives. But uh, so once I have the draft on the TV, I have it turned up really loud. I go to change the baby in the other room. Then I hear the announcer getting a tight end, and my first initial reaction is like, "Why the fuck are we drafting a tight end in the second round?" Um, with all these other positions of need. So that's my first gut reaction, but, you know, digesting it, you know, I like, I like the move now because um, we need weapons. We need, you know, we, this is what we wanted last draft. Like we wanted something sexy, like to, to fire up this offense. And, you know, if all the hype around Trey McBride is, you know, like legit, then it's going to be awesome. Cause not only can he ca- uh, can catch, but he can block. Um, with Max Williams, Zach Ertz, like they're getting up there in age. Williams is coming off an injury. So I don't hate it anymore. I hated it for about 20 minutes, but I'm It's funny it. how we always can talk ourselves into, you know, any so move happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fucking, I hated the Steve Wilkes when he was uh, being interviewed. I just did not see where the credentials came from. And then he got hired and I was pissed. And then I bought into it. And then, you know, the rest is fucking history. Um, it feels like that kind of happens with all the teams around here. But, I mean, it, it is a tight end. And I'm not going to sit here and say I watch Colorado State every fucking Saturday or anything like that. But if he is a blocking, an able blocking tight end uh, who can catch the ball, then he's basically kind of a emergence between Max Williams and Zach Ertz. He's like a baby combination between those. So and just listening to him, I, I know – um, he was interviewed and he was talking just how he just looks forward to working under Zach Ertz, you know, and just kind of mm-hmm. soaking it all up. And that's something that you, you really, you can't teach a guy uh, who wants to learn, who wants to sit back there and watch a guy who has basically has been one of the best in his craft for, you know, over about a decade now for him to sit there and want to learn and, 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 want to be ingrained into uh, the best player that he can be. You know, it, he's not just sitting here going to live off his athleticism. So that's one thing that um, is it, a positive, even, even before him even stepping on the field and seeing what he can or, or can't do. For sure. I got to I got to say initially hated the pick, did not like it for all the reasons Jackie outlined. And plus the yeah. last time, we we got one of those try-hard tight ends in the second round or second or third round. We whiffed on it big. We drafted Troy Nicholas in in that round, and we missed – Devontae Adams was the next pick. So needless Whoa. to say, just given the history, I did not like the pick initially. But, you know, learning more about this guy and finding out, you know, what he is as a player, I like it a lot more now. I mean, hearing – Hearing that he's like a Kittle type of tight end who's like more of a pass catcher than anything, I I really like it. I just wish that everything I was hearing about the role he would have on this team wasn't the case because I've, I've heard they want to be more of a blocking tight end on this team. And if that's the case, I don't know why you drafted him because it's like he's he's fine at blocking, but like he's not – that's not his strong suit. So I, I – if he I can help open up the offense, then I'm all for it. Because Cliff said he, it's not going to be no red shirt. Like he's going to start. And let's be let's be honest here. Max Williams isn't you know the high standard of health. Uh, so as long as we're not seeing Darrell fucking Daniels anymore, 
Yeah, that fucking bum. And I still don't <laughs> know why Cliff fucking drew up a play for him first play of the, the playoff, but I'll digress on that one. Uh, and I had someone respond uh, when we made that pick or something. He's like, did we not learn with Hausler? And the difference is, is this guy will this guy will block. You know, this this I, I haven't read anything that says he's uh, not a willing blocker. Everything says he could grade out and be, you know, an all pro type tight end because he has all the tools. Uh, so we'll, we'll just see what kind of happens, I guess. Yeah, I, I like the pick a lot, and uh, I I am excited to see what he can do. I uh, so I mean, first two rounds they're hitting, they're, they're doing really well. Uh, third round, give me one second, I'll pull her on up. We got we drafted both Cameron Thomas from San Diego State and Majai Sanders from Cincinnati. They are both defensive ends, guys. What did you make of those picks? I love Again, it, even know- though. Sorry, yeah. go, Jackie. Okay. No, as I was say again, you know, beef up the trenches, and you know, we lost Chandler Jones, so we we definitely needed to fill that void. So that was yeah. probably what I would have wanted out of a second round pick, but you get two solid guys in the third, so hats off to Kime. Yeah, and, and they're different type of players as well. Cam Thomas is more known uh, to be pretty elite in the run game. Uh, <clears throat> I think he had twenty three and a half tackles for loss. What was it? Uh, I don't think that was last season, but 23 and a half tackles for loss, I believe, last two seasons. And then my Jay Sanders, he's going to be more just the edge guy coming off the edge. And he's going to be rotation right there with um, a couple other guys, probably Dennis Gardak. And then we're also probably going to see uh, Devon Kennard, those three, as of right now. I think that those would be the tandem coming off the edge to try to replace Chandler Jones. And I like my, uh, my Jay Sanders. He led the, the nation in hurries last season. Uh, and I don't follow, you know, the draft as much as some other people, but some, I know, uh, Kyle on Twitter, he's one of the, the Cardinal guys that I trust. Uh, he, we, I was talking with him about it and even before the, the draft, I was just saying, Hey, you know, his sack numbers are kind of down, but his pressures are way up. And he was just saying that he was by far the best guy in the Cincinnati defensive line. So they basically double teamed him all, all season, even triple teamed him all season long because he he's that freak up front uh, so but it sounds like we're going to move him purely to the edge <clears throat> and you line him up outside i think this guy has a, a potential to really boom and be that guy to take over uh moving forward for years to come uh replacing chandler jones i love it but just well your description of that just makes me even more excited for him nice yeah, I mean, if we can we can lay in some pressure on Matt Stafford, I mean, I can get behind it, hundred percent, one hundred percent. That was a blood money fucking championship. I'll never fucking forget it. All right, <laughs> before, I get, before I get too heated, uh, we're gonna do a lightning round on these later round picks because yeah, I don't, fine. I don't yeah. think we have much to say on them. Uh, Keontae Ingram, running back USC. Well, we just signed Darrell Will- Daryl Williams. Excuse me, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Uh, so Keontae is gonna be battling and. In- He's going to be a special teams guy. I know uh, what's the show that the Cardinals do every week or whatever. We were talking about it. But. Flight plan. Flight plan. The yes, one you were getting you. on my ass for, for not watching. Yeah. yeah oh, watch my, uh, my brain is fried. Uh, I have first to admit that. But Keontae so, Ingram, he, he looked like a guy who's willing to start in special teams and work his way up from there. And that's always something you want to see in this six-round guy. R.I.P. You know, Benjamin. That's all I, I know. Say. Fuck, right? Bobby's just on suicide watch right now. 
Bobby's <laughs> fucking punching air over there. Uh, next one, Bobby we better watch his back. Jackie's gonna fucking shank him, making us wait a I'm month probably, to do this episode. Yep, I'm probably absolutely but- butchering this next name. Uh, Lasita Smith. Nope, that's uh, how you guard, do it. guard from Virginia Tech. What do you guys think? Love it. I, Always I think he can guard. Yep, I think he can come in and battle with Josh Jones uh, right away for that that backup guard spot. So, because uh, I know we, we're going to have uh, Hernandez, came, Will Hernandez came in. Sounds like he's going to probably be the starter. But Lucita Smith, I, obviously, huh? I really hope he isn't just given everything I've heard about Hernandez from the Giants fans. Fuck Giants fans. They, they were the same ones that wanted fucking, who said Daniel Jones is better than Kyler Murray. So I don't trust anything they say. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think Lasita Smith can come in right away. He's a big boy, um, and he looks humble. He looks willing to work. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, can't have too many guards up front. Hopefully, he can stick. Like the pick. Uh, next one, we got Christian Matthew, cornerback, Valadosa State. Uh, you know, again, awesome. could always use a good corner. You know, the grass and straw at this point. So, no, like, exactly. like the pick. Wish we had picked one earlier. Honestly. He's he's got good size, six two, uh, and, and we've been talking about it. I know that cornerback is still my biggest weakness um, on the team right now, behind Byron Murphy. Your, your next uh, most experienced starter has 15 starts under his belt. That's not ideal, and that guy missed all of last season uh, in Gladney. So I yeah. do still think there will be another addition. Maybe two to that room, but at least one more addition, and fuck, it's probably going to be Robert Alford. Who are we kidding? Yeah, I mean, our, uh, let's see, available cornerbacks on the market right now. We got Trey Waynes. We got Robert Alford. We got Chris Harris, uh, Janoris Jenkins. So, yeah, pretty pretty sparse room right now in, uh, on the free agency. But uh interesting thing to note with uh, Christian Matthew is that he's a really old for, for being in this draft. He's 25. He... Started college in 2015, ended last year. So, uh, got ourselves an old cornerback. Well, maybe he's closer to what he's going to be than a lot of these young guys coming in. I mean, he had a battle. He had to persevere, and that shows a lot. You know, when you come into the league and you're this far down as a draft pick, it's all about perseverance. You know, nothing's handed to you. So, this guy obviously has paid his dues, and let's, let's see what he can do in camp. Yeah, and to me, corner is like a position that I would feel I would feel more comfortable with in acquiring a free agent than trusting it like a drafty. So we'll see. Yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Before uh, we move that, on we real got... quick, I just want to shout out Juan and Colby. What's up, guys? Whoop, whoop. What up, what up, what up? We're doing a – this is just entirely off the cuff because we couldn't get our, uh, <laughs> our, uh, our audio launcher work. to work. So – uh I'm going to try to download this uh, audio and make it work from there. But uh, love you guys for showing up. Appreciate it. Stay tuned at 6.15. Jackie will be sucking toes on her OnlyFans page. So please stay tuned. We'll share the link in here. Yeah, link in the description box. All right. (laughs) After that, we got Jesse. I want to say Lukita. Lukemia? Linebacker, Penn State. Uh, I know that's just Steve Kimes' favorite position, aside from missionary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but, uh, you saw him get drafted that night, and the whole friggin' I don't know where he was at, fucking B-dubs or something like that, but the whole place was fucking crazy. At, that, at this point, I mean, you want guys here going to work. This guy's going to come in and play probably special teams if he gets a spot. 
Uh, and everything you read about him, character, everything, you know, checks off um, all the boxes. It's just, you know, can he persevere? Can he can he work his way up the ladder and maybe make the team? Yeah, I mean, he, he seems like a real neat story. I mean, grew up in Ottawa, had a you know single parent household. Mother moved from the Congo. I mean, he's a he's a story of perseverance. I mean, he's pretty neat. Oh, I, fuck, uh, I already love him. Favorite player ever. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, I can get behind it. I like it. I hope I'd, I'd like to see something out of him. Uh, but uh, after that, we got Marquise Hayes, uh, guard from. Uh, from Oklahoma. What do you guys think? Again, you can never go wrong with having a lot of guards. Why not? Anybody <laughs> but what's his ass? Uh, why can't I think of his name? Max Garcia. Oh, yeah. As long as these guys don't have to come in and start at center, you know, any yes. of these guards will be fine. But, no, I mean, you're teaming Kyler here with another one of his uh, college teammates. Dude's mm-hmm. 6'5", 315 pounds. So, he... he Plays the role of offensive. He looks the role of offensive guard, I should say. So uh, he might need a couple of years to develop, and let's let's see if he sticks too. But yeah, he, he's Kyler's boy. So yeah, I mean, I feel like this is a move to help make him happy. I mean, started as a right guard or sorry, a left guard during Kyler's uh, either last season or second to last season. So I mean, that that's I like that as a move to improve chemistry. So I mean, but yeah, so. Uh, all said and done, we're going to include the uh, Marquise Brown thing here. Uh, what would you grade this draft? If we're including Marquise Brown, so you're basically including, you know, a guy who's stepping in and going to be your day one number one guy um, with D Hop not there. I don't think I can give it an A, so I'm not. I, I'm not going to give it an A. I give it a B minus. Yeah, I mean, I think that sounds pretty good. I really like the the two defensive guys in that um, that we got with Cam Thomas and Myj Sanders, and it you never you never want to be too optimistic with the Steve Kime draft, but you know Trey McBride better hit that that better fucking happen, and then at least Cam Thomas or Myj Sanders, one of them needs to hit as well. Um, and from there, I mean, anything else is kind of a crapshoot, you know, round six and beyond. So I'll go. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll go I'll go B. I mean, if you're adding Marquise Brown, that's better than probably almost any wide receiver rookie wide receiver you have come in day one and try to have him, you know, start right away. So yeah, I'll go I'll go solid B. Wow, you guys are you guys are less hyped than I am. I really like this draft. I uh, that's fun talking. Anybody, anybody that's ever this is the first time you're <laughs> listening to us. This is big because Will is our resident fucking pessimist. Yeah, so, and he ended up being right last season, fucking shitting all over the Cardinals, and then they fell, you know, in the gutter. So you were right on well, that. Man, so hopefully, so send him your hate mail if we have a fucking shit season. <laughs> but I mean, I, I like this draft. I feel like the. Uh, the moves we've we made to improve our team here are some big ass moves. I mean, I really like trading for for Marquise Brown, and if, if we if we extend Kyler Murray, and he, this is the reason why, I'm absolutely for it. Uh, Trey McBride, I think, brings something very good to this team from day one, and if he reaches that potential that everybody says he reaches, this is a pick we're going to be talking about for years. I uh, I really like that pick. 
I like the moves of us getting uh, two defensive ends in the third round. I feel feel like that could really uh, help us after Chandler left. I mean, all said and done, I like this draft. I've got no complaints. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it either an A or an A minus. I, I like it. I like it a lot. Right. So what what holes do you guys? What are the biggest holes remaining? Because I mean, I've been pretty clear. Uh, cor- corner's the big one. I I, yes. I think that our our cornerback room is so like. Uh, so dry right now that we just uh it's 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 like ben shapiro's wife levels of dry here we can't we can't go into the season like this i would really like to see them address it in the uh in the free agency here if they can but unfortunately there's just so few actual options uh defensive tackles it would be a good one to look at i think that that's a that's a big one and luckily for us there is like a wealth of options for defensive tackle right now uh, just available in the free agency. So, I mean, those are the two big ones, I'd say. Uh, what about you guys? What, yeah, you know, you, you pretty Jackie? much nailed it. Yeah, I mean, cornerback, we, we're going to need to bring in somebody who has at, at least starting experience. You can't be going into a season with Marco Wilson and basically uh, Jeff Gladney as your, you know, your second and third most experienced starters. Um, even Antonio Hamilton. I think he still only has like three starts under his belt. And, you know, he's a guy who, who's played some snaps and he's looked okay, but I don't, to me, that's not a championship caliber room right now. Not even close. Um, so hopefully something happens there. And we were just talking a little bit earlier that uh, post June 1st is going to be a big, big day. Hopefully the Cardinals will open up a little bit more cap room once uh, Jordan Phillips, Jordan Phillips was designated when he got cut as a June 1st cut. So that basically saves us, I think, $5.9 million that we're going to get back um, if we wouldn't have done it before or if we would have done it just before June 1st and didn't uh, put him as a, as a post-June 1st guy, then that would have been, like, I think, $4.1 million we would have saved. And this time it's going to be, I think, $10 million. So that's something to keep an eye on because there there's no way the Cardinals are done in free agency. Like, like you said, will there are uh, definitely a handful of guys up front uh, and on the def- defensive tackle um, or just the defensive line in general. And I know we were talking about, you know, Eddie Goldman nose tackle. Akeem Hicks is another guy. Um, and I know Jackie, who who did you say at edge earlier? You just threw him out there. Who was somebody Justin that Houston. Yeah. And that could be a rotational guy. He kind of reminds me of Terrell Suggs when Suggs came here. Um, I mean, he's had, 12 and a half sacks last two seasons. He's getting older, but a guy who can come in and you don't need somebody who can come in and play 60% of the snaps right now. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people forget how good Dennis Gardak actually was when Chandler Jones got hurt before Dennis Gardak went down uh, with his knee injury as well. So I, I do think I'm a little bit more uh, optimistic on the edge than I think I've seen on Twitter a lot, but yeah, definitely D tackle and cornerbacker the two rooms that I definitely think that we should be seeing uh, some movement here in the coming days, hopefully once, once we get past that June 1st deadline. Yeah. It's time to go bargain shopping boys. Yeah. Let's, let's pray they do something. I think that this is a good draft. We've assembled ourselves a not sexy, but decent free agency room. I mean, this is, this is the balls in their court now. I mean, if they screw it up, that's on them, but, uh, yeah, I mean, free agency was a little vanilla this year. And I know everybody yeah. has expressed their frustrations, myself included. Oh yeah. Um, I was I was I was just I was pissed. 
but we'll see. Yeah, we'll and, see what the product's like on the field before we can really hammer. And really, the judgment. big names of free agency haven't really hit for us, anyways. I mean, you can go back to who was the motherfucker who pulled a gun out on those strippers. You know, it seems like the bigger you pay some of these guys early on in free agency, uh, it just doesn't seem to work out. And so I don't, I don't, I still don't hate the the game plan of going in, doing the draft, basically retaining your core adding you know depth here and there and then after the draft and after june 1st when more money opens up hopefully we'll see a little bit more activity because if not then yeah then that would be very disappointing but i i'm one who's willing to wait and see what it looks like uh before the you know training camp starts before the regular season starts because it it's an off season you know it's not just a month long and like i said these big names really haven't hit for us in the past yeah. yeah, and I think the Marquise Brown trade, that's that's enough splash that we needed to kind of cool things down with the frustrations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some, some real Mission Impossible shit trying to get him in on that, uh, <laughs> for the draft On that party. plane? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fucking cool, man. I wish I was there. Yeah. Shit, man, me too. So we're gonna we're gonna jump topics real quick. Uh, this is a really contentious one. This is gonna make people real happy. We're gonna talk about Steve Wilkes real quick. Everybody's favorite guy. So, going on with him. well, I mean, this is the, the this is going back to the the Flores lawsuit. Uh, this 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 was a while ago, but I, st- I still want to talk about it because we didn't talk about it. We didn't have a chance to talk about it previously. I don't think on on the cast, but uh, we didn't. But I did include it in my little timeline of notes. Yeah, and I I appreciate you for doing that because I I had I had forgotten forgot about it. it. Yeah, that's. Yeah, Feels like a lot's happened despite nothing happening. Uh, but uh, yeah, he entered the lawsuit, basically said he didn't get a fair shake and cited Kimes DUI and said he was working during his suspension. And, you know, Wilkes said he wanted to draft Josh Allen, not Josh Rosen, said that Kimes should have had a shorter leash. You know, Cliff's had a long leash. Guys, what do you think? I think he's full of shit. I think, I think he so got, too. Yeah, I think he's he heard all these coaches getting fucking paid to tank. It was like, wait a minute, you guys got paid and I didn't. Fuck. I think there, shit. there is a genuine there is a genuine case to be made for Brian Flores, and there has been genuine cases for other coaches in this league. David who have Culley, them. yeah. I mean, David, David Culley. David Culley I mean, has more of a fucking case than Steve Wills. Give me a fucking break. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's just it's it's outrageous. I mean, I mean, dude had one of the. Worst offenses in NFL history, and sure, uh, Michael Cole is his offense coordinator. But you know, you get one chance at this. You got to bring in your guy, uh, and even the defense. You, you know, week after week, we heard gap integrity. You know, fuck you. This yeah, you're a defensive, defensive coach. Guy. Yeah, and you're getting fucking shit on all year long. I think it's easy to kind of jump on this train right now for him um, and act like he's not getting a fair shake, but. Uh, no, like I said earlier, I hated the fucking move to begin with, you know, and talked myself into it. Because uh, look at his look at his resume; he's he not set up to be a fucking head coach in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, where's he at now? Missouri? Is he the defensive uh, coordinator of Missouri shit, or something I, like I, that? I could, he was like the defensive knows. coordinator for a Missouri team that was like the worst evolved Power Five yeah. team. Yeah, get the fuck get out defense. of here, man. Yeah. Even listening to him fucking talk is just and this guy t- does and nothing he, for and, me. And it's even it's it's funny too because he failed upward again. He is now he's now like a defensive passing game coordinator for the Panthers again. 
has this to guy, be coordinated. Jesus. This this guy just failed upwards. Like uh, hold on. how is he a career. passing game coordinator? That makes no sense. I mean, I I don't fucking know. I uh yeah, no, I mean there is genuinely a case to be made that there is you know, black coaches not getting a fair shake in the NFL. I mean, you could say it for you could say it for Cully, you can say it for uh, for Flores. Hell, you could say it for Hugh Jackson in 2011. I you can't say it for Wilkes. I mean, no. The the thing here's the thing. So whenever you make like a midseason firing, be it your offensive coordinator, coach, whoever, you're supposed to prove that they were the problem. He fired McCoy midseason. McCoy was a big problem. Don't get me wrong, but you fired him midseason. You were basically saying, "Okay, he was the problem. We're going to progress from here, and we're going to we're going to win." They didn't win. They did not win. They fucking sucked. And I mean, at the end of the season, he supposedly was like in his exit interviews, like, "Yeah, we're just going to run it back." No, how the fuck do you look at that season and say, and "Yeah, I, I want to run that back"? And and I'll, I'll be I'll be hundred percent like heading into that season. I predict the Cardinals to be fucking. Uh, five and eleven, and I got a couple. I got a lot of brush back on Twitter on that. My bad, I was wrong. When they go three and thirteen, it, he yeah. did not have a good team. It was not a good team. But it was not a good team. You, you but it have, was not that offensive was not line is probably the worst offensive line in Cardinal history. I'll say that right now. For uh, fucking and, sure. But to, you can't be that bad in every basically category and expect to to not be job. fired. Yeah, you you have to show something, anything, and it wasn't. He didn't change his system at all, his rotations defensively. That's the shit I look at. Like I can understand. Okay, your offense is dog shit. You have a rookie quarterback. You have Sam Bradford, terrible old line. Well, that defense is god awful. That's just something. If you're a great defensive coach, you're gonna show promise throughout the the season. That's just not what we saw. Well, he changed so James Betcher's scheme and then never changed it back. Like you. Fucked up our scheme, right? There, there yeah. was enough. Yep. There was enough continuity from that team that went eight and eight for there to possibly be something, and he didn't do anything with it. Now, f- fuck him, fuck him to hell. I mean, he's he's a bum, straight up. All right, what we got next? Well, I uh, I don't have much else in the way of. I guess we could talk D Hop for a minute. Well, yeah. So. So D so D Hop got suspended for six games this season for uh, for violating uh, banned substances list. D Hop swears up and down that he monitors everything in his body and that you know he did not intend to do it. The the actual drug tests themselves, if I remember right, are spotty enough that it's like, why is this even being litigated? Guys, what do you think? Do you want to go first, Mac, or do you want me to go first? Yeah, I, I mean, so my brother showed me, uh, or who was it that showed me? No, yeah, it was my brother. So the year before uh, last offseason, there were four guys that DeAndre Hopkins worked out with that all tested positive for PEDs, and they were all working out with the same fucking trainer. So my brother was showing me, after Hop got popped, he was showing me a post on Reddit of uh, this dude who basically called it last year. He said, don't be surprised if DeAndre Hopkins is next because he's working out with this fucking trainer. And little be known, you know, uh, basically a full season later, here we are. You know, and I don't really believe in, in coincidences like that. Um, if he didn't know what he was putting in his body, then he's doing it wrong. He's 
you know, an aging wide receiver coming off injury, it just looks bad. So any way you want to put around it. And he, I guess he got six games for um, in testing with, I believe, some anabolic. So what Patrick Peterson get? He got six games as well, though. But that was four for something and then two for masking. So this is a little bit – he wasn't trying to mask anything, um, which is, I guess, kind of one way to look at it. Like, okay, so he didn't – he obviously didn't know that he was probably taking this thing. But you got to be careful who you work out with, who who you're you're with. I mean, if these guys you're working out with, you know, all five of them test positive, and you're one of the only guys who didn't, you might might want to ditch that fucking trainer. I'll have to see if I can find that um, link though to, to give you the names from last year. But I, I'm sure some of whoever's listening can probably think of a few that were uh, suspended about Christmas last year. Anyways, that's that's all I got to really say about that. Okay, so. Like, I, I was listening to the Pat McAfee show and his take on the whole thing. And he brought up a, a thing that, you know, if you're in the locker room, like, guys get kind of deals with supplements and they pass them out in the locker room. And with the supplement game, apparently, like, the FDA doesn't regulate it. So all the ingredients essentially cannot are probably not disclosed on the labels. Um, so it could be a whole thing if you didn't do due diligence, really look into what he's taking, you know, this trainer be, could be giving, oh, you know, take, take my supplement. Like, you know, it, it's fine. Like there's nothing bad in it, you know? Um, yeah, I, know, but then, I don't know, this is, this is a weird like person to validate this, but I know Max Hall said something similar to that at one point. Yeah. <laughs> Max Hall. Uh, but, uh, anyways, so yeah, like it, it just could be something like that. Like, I don't think he's fucking injecting shit in his body i don't think it's like that um and it's you know people are calling him out on twitter just saying like he's a cheater this and that but it's like i'm not going to be judgmental like that because we don't know the full situation apparently his test in october was negative november was positive and then december was negative and you know i'm someone that takes like caffeine supplements in the morning to help me get going like you can argue that this fucking wine I'm drinking is helping me talk better. You know, like, I don't want to be judgmental in that sense. So I'm going to give him <laughs> the benefit of the doubt and just say, you know, it was just a big oops. Um, But it, it just really sucks because I feel like once that happens, it really does tarnish your reputation. I'm going to be a complete fucking homer here. I'm going to just do the, <laughs> say the most Free homer. My boy I'm going to say that, uh, well, that. <laughs> but also, I'm going to say the most Homer sentence you'll ever hear out of me. I don't think he did it. And if he did, so fucking what? So what? We're missing six games. Yeah, that's so well, yeah, but, well, yeah, but I'm saying like... like but, just, I, I don't know why you guys are letting him off the hook like this. The to- he's fucking... He's, nah, nah. I'm, I'm saying like... Age, first, coming I'm off saying, injury. I mean, let's read into it. So here it was last year, okay. AJ Bouwe... Will Fuller, Bradley Roby, all caught PEDs. They were training with this dude, Kango. He's at the Kango way on Twitter during the 2020 offseason. And so it's just coincidence now. No, you know what? I, I'm i tired of this. It, it just, it's always one thing or another with this organization and just this city in general in sports. Dude. You know, we're heading into this really critical fucking year. You know, we want to uh, break it down, and it's just, it's another thing. It's like Patrick Peterson coming, he's going to miss the first six games. Uh, missing D-Hop, we saw how bad the offense was without him, and hopefully Cliff has adjusted. He even admitted he didn't adjust well enough, but
But I, I am not going to give Diop. No, you're, you're a pro, man. You make tens of millions of dollars. No, let somebody else suck your dick. You need to be out there for our team. We're fucking paying you. It's something selfish. It's something that could have been avoided. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm just saying, like, the wear and tear that shit puts on your body and your and whatever. I mean, I, I get why he did it. If he did, you know? I don't think he did, but if he did, I get it. What do you yeah, mean there's, you there's, three, did? there's our three opinions laid out there, so. Yeah. 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 And that's a good thing about this show is that uh, you get you a lot always of... always agree. Yeah, a you lot get, of contrasting. You get the yeah. right opinions, you and you and Jackie's, and you get the wrong opinions. Mine. Exactly. Mm. The two people you who don't are, get the fucking uh, Walt B. Jordan, whatever the fuck, Mitchell, old man, boomer, <laughs> fuck you, Chuck Harris, fuck you, Johnny and Clancy, fuck both fuck of you. Fuck you. Twice. Yeah. Hey, Jackie, uh, what are you drinking right now? How, how, how many drinks are you in? Well, I'm just, you know, finishing up my first glass of Pinot Grigio. So classy bitch we, these days. Okay. Before we look bitch. at the schedule and give our predictions, I'm going to ask a question that you two are going to hate. Who do you feel better about in the coming season, the Suns or the Cardinals? The Cardinals, because the Suns just fucking tore our hearts out, you know, two weeks ago. Cardinals are the next one on deck. That's the only one I care about right now. Suns, it sucks that it's basically the same scenario. It doesn't matter what the Cardinals do in the fucking regular season. It doesn't matter what the Suns do in the regular season. You got to get over the fucking hump. You got to win as a, for the Cardinals. You have to win playoff games this year. If not, no matter we go, no matter what you do in the regular season, none of that shit fucking matters. If we don't see growth from this coaching staff, from this quarterback, from everyone in the in the playoffs, and then with the Suns, I mean, fuck, you fucking break franchise records, and then you look the way you did throughout the whole postseason, basically. Or like, no, sorry, I need we need we need like a five month break. Get the fuck out of here. I'm tired of yeah, our teams wanna, making us look fucking silly. I want to meet the the fucker who did the monkey's paw and is like, I wish the Diamondbacks weren't an embarrassment and just made the Suns do that shit. <sighs> fuck, fuck that, man. <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, I, I I think it's recency bias, but I think the Cardinals I, I feel better about. But I, I know that's just going to break my heart in a couple months, so I'm just bracing for it. Well, Schedule I mean, predictions. Yeah, sorry, uh, but real quick, too. I mean, with, with the Suns, I mean, there's a huge domino effect. What What's going to happen with Aiden? You don't really have that question with the Cardinals. Sure, people are still like, you know, is Kyler I mean, going to get – Kyler's getting paid, okay? He, he's getting yeah. paid. He's way more valuable to the Cardinals than Aiden is to the Suns, and it's not even fucking close. So Hot take. Burr, 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 burr. Not even a hot take. That's just <laughs> facts. All right, uh, Mac, do you got a sheet of paper ready? <sighs> sure do. Hold on. Let me grab Already. a beer real quick. Let me grab a beer. Gonna... Let me pour a little bit more wine. I apologize for any background noise you may hear. I'm going to check some water. Uh, let me take a shit real quick. Sorry. I jack off, suck some toes. Bobby's like, <laughs> let me climb a mountain real quick. <laughs> Bobby. All right, so this is a little intermission. Okay. Yeah. That's where it really is an intermission right now. Get your favorite drink. And uh, Bo- I guess Bobby can just drop his uh, in the. Uh... Or he could turn on his mic, you know. He could do that. Bobby. Bobby head. But I guess he can just drop his thing in the in the comments like a like a like a weirdo. All right, let's uh, do this. All right. Week one. At home versus Kansas City. Who you got? L. I'm I'm going. 
Big ol' L. Patrick Mahomes has not thrown an interception or lost a season opener yet. I don't think that starts with us. Without D-Hop, uh, hopefully we come out hot. I mean, that's what we've been kind of known for. But honestly, I'd, I'd rather us go five. I'd be happy 500 of these first six games without D-Hop and then trying to, you know, turn it they on. get hot at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm fine. So who you guys got? I, too, and unfortunately going to say that that one will be a loss. Okay. Yeah, so two of us are saying loss. All right. Uh, so after that, week two versus you the said, Raiders. You said loss, uh, Will? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's a loss okay. to open the season. Okay. Uh, week two versus the Raiders. Uh, who you got? Is it uh, at home or in Las It's in Vegas, huh? In Vegas. In Vegas. I'm, I'm going Cardinals still. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean that, that they just got Devonte Adams. They look stacked right now. It, it's tricky. It's still Derek Chandler Howard. Jones revenge game or what? Oh, Chandler Jones, motherfucker! Nah, Gonna have to do ARP card. Making a point to slice and dice him with all the little shit talking they used to do. Nah, you know Chandler Jones. It would be with his boy, his brother John Jones, fucking hitting the buffets and shit. Nah, this motherfucker is gonna flop. Yeah, he had no buffets. They're hitting lines of coke. Hit lines of coke and women, you know. That's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say it's a W, but I think it's gonna be really close. Okay. We'll we'll win like we won that one game we played the Raiders where the dude missed the kick. Yeah, Janikowski. <laughs> yeah, I, I had. Uh, I used to have season tickets back like those years. Was it like oh seven or some shit? Yeah. And I had these dudes straight from the Bay Area right in front of us with their fucking area code tatted into the back of their head. <laughs> and I was fucking, you know, 21 years old, fucking getting drunk and wild. And motherfucker turned to me. And I, we were going back and forth, dude. And he's like, I'll take your manhood. Like, Damn, fool. What the fuck? Straight ghetto. So, yeah, there's, we had a, we had a leave just about 30 seconds before because we thought we were going to lose the game. So we were watching on the walkway and fucking going crazy. Anyways. I almost yes, got stabbed that day. Week three versus LA at home. Who you got? <sighs> I'm gonna go LA. Putting the L in LA. I think that's a big old L. Smell A. Yeah. I think we'll go we'll split with them again when the Yeah. Hopefully. But yeah, I'm predicting a loss at home. Uh week three versus Carolina in Carolina. We have not won since Jake DeLome. Who you got? Week three. Sorry, week, I said week four. I don't know. Uh, week four versus Carolina. Hey, we all might be at that game. No? Hopefully, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We're thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that is, uh, that is the 405 start uh, Eastern. So, I mean, it won't. the timing should not matter. It's it's just a head thing at that point. Okay, well, I'm going Cardinals. Fuck the Panthers are due to finally get over that hump with them. Yeah, I agree. I mean, who's the fuck their quarterback? Who, they still have fucking Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. They haven't traded for one, so it's Sam Darnold. Who beat us last year? What was that fucking guy? JP Walker, PJ Walker. Is that we don't guy talk that beat about us? it. We don't talk fucking about it. PJ Tucker. I don't know. PJ Tucker, Chris Tucker, PJ yeah, Walker. Don't, don't matter. Cards by fourteen. Exactly. Uh, uh, you guys both got Cardinals. Yes, sir. So I've got us at two and two right now. Week five versus Philly in Arizona. Who you got? AZ. I don't trust no Philly team. Come on, man. I don't trust no Jalen Hurts. 
No. I don't trust no. him either. Wanna be a Kyler wannabe motherfucker looking motherfucker. Yeah, I, I think that's a dub. I think we're three and two. Uh okay. week six. At we Seattle. all picked it. We've all we haven't had one fucking game that we picked differently on. All right, I'm picking don't worry. last. Sorry, I, I just poured I'm picking last. You guys, we're just you guys are copying me. I'm picking tired of this. Uh week six versus Seattle in Seattle. Who you got? Us. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. Barring a barring a Baker Mayfield trade, I think we win it. But even then, I think that's tenuous. Uh, so realistically, though, we'll probably lose that Carolina game. We'll beat Seattle. We'll end up being three and three with the yeah, coming back. Uh, week week seven versus the Saints at home. D Hop back. Who you got? Cardinals. Hey, yeah, come on, man. We have not won a single game in the color rushes, and unless they change the uniform rules, we will not win another. I think the Saints win. Doesn't matter. I think they win. Fucking we are cursed. Fight me. We are cursed when we wear those jerseys. I swear to God. Who the fuck's that quarterback? Uh, Jameis. Jameis. Still? Yep. Yeah. And no Sean Payton. He'll throw for five TDs, four interceptions against us. Uh, week eight at mini in mini. Who you got? Cardinals. Baby, baby, come on, man. We, we're I don't like how I got one, two, three, five in a row. Right now. Listen. What? What do you say? It feels like we always kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where's going with that. It feels like we always kind of suck when we play mini in mini. So I think that's going to be a. I think that's going to be a loss. I can't remember yeah, the last time. Well, well, then. Fucking mid-season form now. Yep, resident, resident pessimist coming through. Uh, oh, we week nine, no. Seattle at home. Who you got? Yeah, me. Okay. I'm not picking Drew Locke to beat us. Yeah, no. We are not going seven and nine. <laughs> I'm not going eight and eight. All right, who you got? You got Seattle, Will? No, I got us. We win. Uh, week ten at. L.A. You sound go. excited when you say we win, you know? You sound like you're disturbed. <laughs> no, I'm picking us. Okay. Yeah, I'm just a world-class hater. Uh, right, week, week 10. 10. Week 10 versus the Rams in L.A. Who you got? Oh, well, Cards. I said we'd split. I'll go. After you, Jackie. Cars. Cars all the way, baby. Staff rods, staff rods, stay scared. Uh, week eleven in Mex in Mexico City, we got San Fran. Who you yeah. got? Fuck, man! How did, Mexico City. I mean, we we don't lose in Mexico City, baby. That's our nation. We're one and zero. One and zero. Did you, you guys remember watching the the first game in Mexico City that we I played the like, Niners? I was like four years old, so now. Yeah, I was really? smoking was it weed. That fucking long ago? I was yeah. smoking weed at a buddy's house. I still remember that. It was like senior year, I think. Was it 04? 03? Yeah, 04, I believe. Jesus, yeah. I'm fucking old. Smoking weed yeah, at my drug dealer's house, watching that game. <laughs> Will's over here, fucking. How old are you now? 15? Fucking learning yeah. how to use the big boy potty. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you. I'm I bet your dad was watching it. it though. Shout out your pops if he's listening. Big Cardinals fan. Big big AZ sports fan. Okay, so we all got Cardinals 
that game or what? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. We're undefeated in New Mexico. I don't think that changes. Uh, Chargers at home. Who you got? I got the Chargers. Oh, I'm going Chargers too. Fuck you. What the hell? Now you're just copying me. Justin Whoa, Herbert's okay. Justin Herbert's legit. Gotta say Chargers. He's dreamy. Week 13 is a bye, so week 14 is our next game. Monday Night Football versus... No! So you're saying this is where the collapse happens, huh? Week 14 after the bye. (sighs) Mark it on your calendars, folks. Get your alcohol ready. You know, (laughs) Mac Jones doesn't scare me. We're playing the Patriots? Yes, sir. At home. Belichick's going to out-coach Kingsbury. Stop! It happened last time. Maybe I didn't. Was Mac- we ain't yeah. afraid of no Mac. I'm not afraid of no McCorkle Jones. Watch your mouth. Both y'all watch your mouth. Get some Sons by a Millie. Sorry, cards by a Millie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I am going New England because Bill Belichick will outcoach Cliff Kingsbury and they'll win on a field goal or a missed field goal by us. One or the other. <sighs> cards by a Millie. Wrong, Mac. Respect. Yeah. Yeah. Week 15 in Denver. We we play them. Shit. What do you guys think? L. I'm, think, I'm thinking Russell Denver, son. Fuck, right? I don't, think it ma- <laughs> I don't think it matters that their wide receiver room is looking kind of sparse. I think it's an L. Us in, no, the, us in the cold Wilson weather. can make anybody look like a fucking stud. Yeah. And Javante Williams, that dude's fucking... That, that dude's going to leave. Uh, I wish they didn't bring Melvin Gordon back. But Javante Williams could lead the league in fucking rushing, you know, next year, the year after that. He's a stud. Uh, and that defense, that defense is still pretty loaded as well. It's in Denver. Yeah, I don't trust that. In December? No way. Yeah. But Bobbles, you gonna have your Denver gear on dog or what? I know you I know you over there in Denver right now. He's just ordering his hiking mountains and shit. You could do that too, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, and then week 16, Christmas Day versus Tom Brady and the Buccaneers at home. <laughs> oh, the collapse is real. I'm going Tampa because. Uh, the Brady that hate, stole Christmas. I hate everything. Yeah. I hate it too, man. I hate it too. Cardell on Christmas Day. Can't get much worse. We're all going to be fucking drunk opening presents crying. Oh Ain't God. nothing new. I'm drunk right now, writing down these fucking scores. So just another day. Same what do you got, that, Jackie? Tampa? You guys both got Tampa? Yes. Sorry. Tampa, yeah. yeah. Uh, after that, week 17, Atlanta in Atlanta. Who you got? New Year's Cards, Day. baby. Yeah, Year's Cardinals day. get right before the playoffs. Yeah. Get right before we lose to the Rams by 40. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth, you dirty skank. Yeah, All I right. think it's, I mean, shut your mouth where I put my toe in it. I mean, Mariota is their best quarterback. I mean, I couldn't even tell you who their best. I mean, would it be Gage, Russell Gage? Is that their best wide receiver? Yeah, cards by a milli. No, uh, they that, uh, they drafted Drake London, and then oh, I mean, yeah, you have yeah. Kyle Pitts. Yeah, still not scared. Cards by a milli. True, 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 true. After that, week eighteen, we got San Fran in San Fran. That'll close out the season. Who you got? Uh, AZ, baby. Fuck. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to say Niners. 
Damn, I think that's the only game we picked differently on all all fucking year. I'm gonna say Cardinals. No, I picked New England. I'm gonna say the Cardinals. All right. So we'll But only because we're gonna be resting our starters because we're getting ready for a big old playoff run. Super Bowl, baby. Christ alive. Will you predict ten and seven? Okay. Jackie. What Jackie has? Eleven and six. Okay. What about you? Eleven and six. Damn, so I'm the pessimist. Hell yeah. Hey, 11 and 6, hey, I'll take it. Whatever. Yep. It don't matter. It's all about the playoffs this year anyways. I mean. None of that shit matters. It's it not really about does. how you start. It's about how you fucking finish. And please, God, for. Hey, that listening. is a gauntlet, though, towards the end of the year right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's killing. The fucking ringer for sure. That month between the Chargers, New England, Denver, Tampa. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think one, two, it's going to be tricky. Four. So we all picked the Cardinals go four and two without D Hop. Interesting. It's not as bad as what I initially thought I saw on the the calendar when I looked at the schedule. I was like, oh, I'll be happy three and three. But I think four and two is doable. We'll see. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tricky season. Uh, it all just comes down to execution. That's all it ever is, really. Yep, Marquis yep, Brown yep. season. Let's go. But uh. Anything yeah. else? What do you guys think about minicamp? That's the last thing I have on my notes right here. Or let's uh, talk about the Darrell Williams signing real quick. Daryl, fuck. Daryl like Williams. The, like the signing, Chiefs fans, I've, I've been seeing all day, I've been saying he is a great backup back. Don't expect him to be more than an average yeah. starting back. I think that's exactly what we need. I like the signing. Love it. You know, why not? Fuck it. Even yeah. if Benjamin stays losing. Yeah, he's not as explosive as Chase Edmonds, uh, evidenced by Daryl. I want to say Daryl. I don't know why. Daryl Williams having his longest run over the last two seasons, and this is with about 200, um, 200 rushing attempts. I think it's like 190 or something. His longest rush is 21 yards. Um, you compare that to Chase Edmonds, who I believe his longest, his shortest, longest run of his career in any season is 29 yards. So right out, right off the bat, he's, he's and just even watching him, he doesn't have that explosion to kind of separate down the field from the DBs. But uh, I was pretty impressed by looking up his, his catch, uh, his catch percentage, his drop percentage. So Chase Edmonds' drop percentage is over six percent, uh, and they both have. I think Chase Edmonds has like 120 uh, pass attempts his way in his career so far, and Daryl Williams is like at 85 or something, so a little bit less. So Chase Evans has a 6.1% drop percentage. Daryl Williams is 2.9. So he's better, more than half uh, better than Chase Evans, which I found surprising. His career catch uh, percentage is 79%, which is in line with Chase Evans' is 78. Uh, his catch percentage last year is 82.5, which would fit in perfectly with this team. Chase Evans is 81 last year. Uh, so I, I, he's going to come in, be that number two. I don't think we're as explosive in that backfield. But if you're going to do a three-headed kind of monster and you're going to mix in one of these young running backs, uh, that uh, Eno Benjamin, who looks like he's down on the fucking depth chart even more, or or this Keontae Ingram, I think he could step in and maybe be that third third down guy. 
um, who, who can kind of split the, who can open up the field a little bit more than James Conner or Daryl Williams can do. So, um, yeah, don't hate it. And I saw, I believe he was for the league veteran minimum. So you can't really beat that for a guy who totaled over a thousand yards last year. Yeah, I, I like the signing. I'd like to see what he can do. But uh, then, yep. Last thing, what do you guys think about K one missing mini camp? Any any worries? Any cause for concern? Obviously, we would all like him there. I mean, I think we all said we we you know he could be a better leader. He's still young though. If you're you know needing your twenty four year old QB to if he to was, go out he there and be this guy day in day out, then you have the wrong pieces around him, in my opinion. If he was the only one missing it, it I would I yeah. would raise hell. But I mean, there are plenty of Cardinals who aren't attending these volunteers. Rodney Hudson, supposed leader, not there. I mean, yeah, you can go down the list. There's definitely I mean, a handful of guys. Hollywood ain't. I mean, it's 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 I volunteering for a fuck. reason. That's just another. That's just another way you can get hurt. I don't blame him, especially at contract time. I I like. I mean, I get where he's coming from. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, the only reason I do give a little bit of a fuck is just because of how we have choked the last three years. You obviously want your quarterback being there, but it's a different situation when he's in a contract year. You know, obviously they've expressed their desires to get a new contract, and this is just the way it is in 2022. You know, so I'm not going to hold him against the fire like some of these fucking boomers over here and praising, well, praising lesser motherfuckers, praising backups and shit. Like, stop, stop. You're yeah. just blatantly ignoring the fact there are other guys missing, and you're trying to prop these. Lucky Fotu, Lucky Fotu ain't leading us to no Super Bowl. I'm sorry. I'm fucking no. sorry. Uh, but yeah. So, I mean, Let's see what happens in mandatory minicamp. I think Kyler will show up. He you're not going to want to get fined. So we'll see what happens then. I mean, as long as he's there in July and he, he gets his first full workload during a uh, real camp, I don't see any any reason to really be concerned right now. Yeah. But uh, I think that about closes it out. What do you guys think? Is that everything? That's everything. And again, thank you all for listening. I know this is very impromptu spaces. Hopefully for those who didn't get a chance to tune in, we have this recorded. We can get this on Spotify and YouTube. But yeah. So this has been episode 50. 50. Can you believe it? I don't. For you. Uh, for, well, for me and I, I guess Bobby too, of the Redbird Red Zone podcast. My name is Will. You can find me on Twitter at Live on That Swing. Yo, it's Mac. And appreciate you guys all jumping in and tuning in with us. And if you do want to fill out a schedule win loss, we'll mark it down with ours and we'll go through at the end of the year and see who, uh, who is most correct. And maybe you'll get a prize. Who knows? A toe it's... sucking. Yes. By yours. Truly. Queen of the Will. Toes. <laughs> yep. Well, not me. I don't do shit like that. Sicko. And, uh, uh Jackie. Uh, Oh yeah, you know it's. it's my <laughs> and you can find our editor Bo Bobbles on Twitter at Bo Bobbles. And uh, this has been the Redbird Red Zone Podcast, a Max Hall production, episode fifty. We are out. Thank you. Peace, Peace bitches. <laughs>